Well, hello everyone and welcome to another IMCO with myself, Jonathan Chan. And so glad that you can join me today for lunch live on Facebook as we explore what topped the news this past week. And hopefully I can offer you a coherent, relevant Christian opinion. My Christian opinion, hence it's entitled In My Christian Opinion. So what topped the news this past week? Well, to summarize, horror. Absolutely horrifying. Uh, that's the response that a lot of the uh, news articles uh, headlined in their articles. It was the uh, revelation of the findings of 215 bodies of Indigenous schoolchildren buried underneath a Indigenous, a former Indigenous residential school in Kamloops. Once that was discovered, I believe it was last week, the, the, the waves, the new waves, the news outlets just went right through the roof. And of course, uh, even right now, I believe that the government is still debating on how they're going to approach funding and how to reconcile this and how to approach this and how to properly care for our indigenous brethren. So. I believe they're still going on. It's still going on. Uh, the debates are still happening, and um, funding has some funding has been approved. But uh, not only that, there was. Um, you probably have noticed some of you, uh, the listeners or viewers out there, that uh, some of the uh, flags at civic offices have been lowered to half mass. Even some of the schools have been lowered to half mass. Some of the Many of the public school teachers, including private school teachers, are wearing orange shirts to show their solidarity. And of course, this picture right here, um, you may have driven past uh, City Hall or the Arts Gallery in Vancouver, where uh, many of the uh, people have laid um, shoes of children uh, just on the steps, of, um, the front steps of the Art Gallery in solidarity to grieve, to mourn, alongside with our indigenous brethren to show our solidarity to show our grief and um, our hurt and also the just the emotions that that come out of what we've what we've seen and heard on the news about the discovery of these 215 bodies of school children who really have done nothing to deserve this so it's a wrong it's a wrong that has been done in uh, in the in our past and i really want to emphasize our because it's a canadian past it's a canadian problem just like um the, our prime minister justin trudeau has said recently this is a canadian problem it's not just one particular ethnic group there's not one particular group of people it's not like some people would say oh it's a white man's problem no it's a Canadian problem. So for those uh, of you who recently immigrated into Canada and have now become a Canadian citizen, this is also your problem as well. This is an inherited problem. This is what everybody has, to, all Canadians need to address. And so that's why we all, regardless of skin color, whether regardless of ethnicity, regardless of what tr tradition or background, whatever, regardless of what faith you are, what you, faith you have, we need as Canadians all together address this and uh, and so as Christians as a Canadian Christian how should I respond I'm sure some of you who are Canadians and who also happens to be Christian you may be asking how should I respond to this 
how should I, as a Christian, respond to this faithfully, obediently, and lovingly uh, as a Christian? And so, um, many articles were written in response to this, but one article stood out for me in particular because I was mulling over how a Christian should respond. How should I respond as a Christian to this horrible and horrifying news that I just that just came through my newsfeed? And so uh, I was reading through this uh, article from iPolitics, and I included the link below in the description of this video. So you could just uh, go to it if you want and uh, read it through yourself. And it, the author of the article presented some of the statements that were made from various Christian faiths, most notably the United Church and the Anglican Church. So let me go right to it to uh, present it to you. One of them is being the United Church statement. It goes like this. In 1986, I'm quoting from the article. In 1986, the United Church stated, we imposed our civilization as a condition of accepting the gospel. We tried to make you, being the indigenous communities, uh, we tried to make you be like us, and in so doing, we helped to destroy the vision that made you what you were. We ask you to forgive us and to walk together with us in the spirit of Christ so that our peoples may be blessed and God's creation healed. The next one I want to show you. little bit. It goes like this. The Christian and Missionary Alliance in Canada profoundly grieves the recent revelation of the deaths of 215 Indigenous children in Kamloops, BC. Our heart goes out to their families, their home communities, uh, their home communities, and to all the First Nations across Canada. The residential school system remains a stain on Canada's history. We acknowledge that our ancestors, ancestors participated in this injustice, even through their silence and inaction. On behalf of our family of churches, I sincerely apologize for the sins of our ancestors and failure to protect these innocent children. We acknowledge the blindness and institutionalized racism of our past, and we are committed to work toward a better future. As a church, we own our sins of the past and repent of this failure. Yes, even generations later, and commit to representing Jesus better now and in the future. We pause, we remember, we search our hearts, and we promise to do better for all our children. We will continue to pursue truth and reconciliation in keeping with the Truth and Reconciliation Commission calls to action. Come, Lord Jesus. This is from Reverend David Hearn. 
our president of the Alliance Canada. So now you have it. Now you have um, the responses from three uh, Christian denominations, and there were more, and uh, I just don't have the time to list them all out. But however, let me refer you back to the article. Now, why do I, why did that article stick out for me? It's because the article in the title used the word atonement or atone. And it was really addressing the Catholic Church's response or lack thereof. And uh, just an FYI, after that article, the Catholic, uh, the bishops across Canada actually voted to form a statement that is much more sympathetic, much more empathetic, and much more substantial to uh, fulfill an, a substantial apology. We haven't received it yet. Uh, actually, most notable, we haven't received anything from the Pope yet. I haven't seen it across on the news yet. So we're still waiting. But it's the word atonement that is interesting because as a Christian, or for those viewers out there, if you're a Christian, you know full well that atonement is one of those big words that we use in the and when it comes to our faith in Jesus, where Jesus atoned our sins or make or made atonement, made an atoning sacrifice for our sins so that we can be reconciled with God. So I don't know if the author is a Christian or not, probably not, but for him to use the word atonement, that raised my eyebrow because that's interesting. Because that's a Christian word and we Christians have a particular definition of that word. And so let's jump right into it because as I was mulling over and how I should and praying over how I should respond to what's going on and what just came through my news feed about and this tragic news that's just so horrifying. How should I respond as a Christian? And this is how I would like to offer to you who may be a Christian as well. So here we go. Here are the takeaways. The three takeaways of atonement, I would say. First, let's define atonement. Uh, basically, atonement is reparation for a wrong or injury. Now, for in the Christian world, we know that the wrong is sin. Uh, the rejection, the hum humanity's rejection of God, humanity's rejection of the covenant, humanity's rejection of, not just rejection, the breaking of the promise of the covenant made to God. And so that was the big wrong of humanity. Now, whether you believe that or not, that's up to you. But that's what the Christian definition is for atonement. So basically, atonement is a reparation for wrong or injury. So what I've learned from here is that uh, uh, for those apologies that were listed uh, that I just mentioned, that is one of the 94 recommendations of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission offered and recommended to many of our Christian faith communities to do is that in order to take steps of atonement, uh, of repairing our relationship with our indigenous brethren, that has to be done, a substantial apology. So number two, which leads me to number two, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission recommended substantial apology. Uh, out of the 94 recommendations, one of them is a substantial apology. And what does that mean? Um, I'm going to draw from a book 
called Soul Care by Dr. Rob Reimer, and I highly recommend it to you all. Uh, I remember a quote that he mentioned when he had when he wronged his wife, when he did something wrong, and it hurt his wife. And uh, I still remember he said that said this. He said this. He goes, "When I said sorry, my wife uh, forgave me, but then I didn't feel that." she truly forgave me and he discovered that the reason was because his apology did not equate the weight of the wrong so therefore her forgiveness did not equate to the weight of the apology did that make sense to you that his apology was not substantially enough to equal the hurt that he caused to his wife and therefore, in return, the forgiveness that he received did not equate the weight of his of the wrong, but equated the weight of his apology. You gave me 50%, I'll give you 50% forgiveness. You follow? And so for me, when I read and interpret and try to practically uh see what like a read through the 94 recommendations and when it says the apology part of it, the christian faith communities our apology has to be substantial enough have to be weighty enough to equate to the hurt that this has caused to the indigenous communities so that we receive the forgiveness that is equated to our apology and because it's no good to just offer a 50% apology because uh, you, you only get 50% of the forgiveness. There will be no reconciliation in that, for that matter. And so uh, through when I look through some of the apologies, especially the, the three, United Church, the Archbishop, and uh, from the Anglican Church and ours of the, of the Alliance Canada, I realized that that apology to me, in my opinion, is substantial to fulfill one of the 94 recommendations is substantial because not only did it uh, acknowledge the wrong and take took ownership of the wrong, it also, the apology also allowed room for and encouraged us, our faith communities, to learn, listen, and understand. To continue to learn, continue to understand, and continue to listen. It doesn't, it's, does, it's um, you could say, if you could describe this letter as a participle, <laughs> it's ongoing. It's not full stop. Oh, look, I, you know, I already did said my part. I already made my apology. Full stop. We're done. No. A substantial apology is a promise, a covenant, actually, made to the indigenous communities that we, as a faith community, as Alliance Canada, will continue to work out and continue to learn and understand what has been done and a continuous effort in caring and loving our indigenous neighbors i think that's what makes it a substantial apology and i believe that um just going back to my own president because i belong there in the nines canada i think my president has done a good job in that apology not only did it did he acknowledge the own and took ownership of it he owned it, and on behalf of all of us, he he told us we have to own it. Not only that, but he left it as a moving document that 
that he encourages all of us to continue to listen, continue to understand and continue to learn so that we can properly care and love our indigenous neighbors. So number three, what can Christians do then? Well, we got to learn and get familiar with the TRC, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. I've heard people saying to me that, you know, it's such a long document. It's so hard to grasp. Well, not exactly. There are many programs and many uh, neighborhood houses that can educate you, including many indigenous neighbors that can include that educate you. I have indigenous neighbors literally living right beside me. And therefore, I can always reach out to them to say, hey, can you explain it a little bit more on what I can do for you and your community? It's simple as that. Get too familiar with the TRC. Get familiar with the 94 recommendations. And you know what? It's Those 94 recommendations are not daunting. They're quite pragmatic. And it's great. By their grace, the indigenous communities, by their grace, they are offering us these 94 recommendations to tell us that this is what will account as substantial. That's amazing in what they're doing. They're doing us a massive favor, actually. And so let's get familiar with the TRC. Also, I'm not only a Christian, but I'm also a dad. And therefore, to, uh, for our future generations, especially for my daughter, I too need to educate her on this. I need to bring her up to speed. I need to encourage my school to teach her all the history and all the, yes, even the dark things that we've done to educate her, to let her know that everything that she has is actually a privilege and not an entitlement. That what she has is by the grace of God, by the grace of God, and also by the grace of our indigenous neighbors. And therefore, she has to learn and respect that as well. And so for me, uh, having the opportunity now to possibly be sitting on the board of the school and also for uh, as a dad, I do have a responsibility to continue to move that, to continue to uh, respond well to what my president says, to educate my children, educate children in general, to uh, um, all the atrocities that have been uh, done on our indigenous neighbors, so that they will know that they do not, are not entitled, they are privileged, and that everything that they have is a blessing. And so by the grace of God and also the provisions of God, but also by the grace of our indigenous communities. Now, some of you may wonder, okay, how, throw me a scripture passage then, John, because, hey, this is a Christian opinion. Well, I did offer it to you, but, but for those of you who want that, I just want to give you this one. It's found in 1 John chapter 4, verse 10. Uh, in this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation, atonement, you could say, for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us this way, we also ought to love one another. See, as a Christian, we believe that our sins were so massive that it was impossible to propitiate or to atone. It, took, it needed a massive, weighty, substantial atonement or some way solution and therefore it costed Jesus's life and uh, and that's atonement that's a substantial atonement you cannot have reconciliation without substantial atonement and uh, for myself as a uh, in my Christian opinion 
when it ever comes to apology, when it's this, or whether with regards to uh, other relationships that I have, my apology has to be substantial, meaning it has to equal the weight of the wrong. Because if I only offer 50% of our apology, as Dr. Rob Reimer would say, I will only get 50% forgiveness. And there is no reconciliation in that. All right, that's it from me. I hope you enjoyed this IMCO today. My name is Jonathan Chan. If you have any questions, concerns, opinions, or would like to chime me, feel free to contact me through my website at www.companyofdisciples.com. And uh, you can even learn more about what I do, what we do as a business community for other business professionals through that website. But you can use that contact form and contact me if you would like to. So once again, it's www.companyofdisciples.com. Don't worry. I just realized right at the closing screen, the website will be posted up. So till next time, have a blessed week.